How you grow in business aviation depends in large part on how well you network. So what are some of the best practices in going about that? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. One of NBAA's tremendous strengths is its people and getting to know them offers a distinct advantage to newcomers in the business aviation industry. The Young Professionals Council is a remarkable resource when it comes to networking, both in terms of connecting young people in our business with their more experienced counterparts and helping young people find each other, all in the name of sharing knowledge and experience. In fact, that was a major catalyst for the YoPro Council. I'm talking with NBAA Sierra Grimes, Senior Manager of Registration and one of the founders of the OPRO Council. She joins us from NBAA headquarters in Washington, D.C. Jessica McClintock is Vice Chair of the NBAA YoPro Council. She's also Vice President of Global Account Management at Fueler Links and joins us from the Los Angeles area. And Chris Kiocho chairs the YoPro Council. He's also founder and CEO of Offland Media. He's at his company headquarters in Indianapolis. Thanks to all of you for taking a little time to talk with us here at NBAA's Flight Plan. Chris, you and Sierra were there at the very beginning when the YoPro movement became a reality. So how did all that happen? Yeah, I think it all started originated in, in 2012 because that's the first year that I came into business aviation in the first year I attended um, an NBA event. It actually was based in Las Vegas. And, you know, I noticed that there were very few peers around me. And what I mean by peers is probably people my age. And I happened to stumble across Sierra and a couple of staffers at the coffee social hour, I guess, in the middle of the day. And I remember approaching Sierra and asked, hey, are there any networking opportunities or anything for young people around and she said no not really unless you're a student and I said well no I'm not a student this is who I am this is what I've done I'd like to you know find ways to to connect into the industry and so I think that following year she came back you know she did a lot of work developing the program to what it is today you know that's interesting Sierra when Chris came to you with the idea of how can we all get together? I'm looking for a social aspect to my aviation career. Did some bells go off there in your mind? It was actually exactly what I needed to go back to seniors and executive team at MBA. We had already been tossing around the ideas of ways to figure out how we can engage that group. Because just like as Chris said, I think that was the sentiment of all of the young people, because that was a time in which you had an influx of young people coming into business aviation through various member companies that we have at NBAA. And there was nothing facilitated for them, like Chris stated. We could answer to students what we can do for you. And if you are a part of the NBAA membership and an executive, we have plenty of things to offer to you. But for those young people who saw the other young people, there was no way to connect us. And so based off of the conversations with Chris and other people, we were able to pull together our team and really push hard to fight um, to put this together and make this YoPro thing that we created it to be now. And luckily, the support of the team internally with NBAA, they didn't think twice. The board supported us and we've flown ever since. 
Hey, Jessica, for a long time, we were talking within NBAA about the very fact that we need to attract new blood. And at one point, and I don't know if this is the case anymore, but the average age of anybody in the aviation, the business aviation industry was like 54 years old. So I understand that we needed some mechanism to draw in new people, but then there was a a need to socialize them. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're right on target. And that's why I joined as well. I'm probably the one with the least experience in uh, business aviation and really in aviation in general on the council. And that's, you know, a little over five years of understanding and growing with aviation. And it's really a marketplace that has been And we're really just trying to get some younger blood into the mix of things and and get them excited about an industry that you really aren't aware of unless you have some sort of connection already. So getting these younger people involved and excited about being involved in something that could change the way that our specific age range would really um, approach approach the next level of what business aviation is coming to be. So in 12 and 13, we started thinking about putting together the Yopro movement, and then the council uh, was formed. And was that critical mass? I think that did, was the catalyst. I don't know if that was critical mass, but it was absolutely the, the catalyst that sparked this whole thing. And I think today, I think everybody would agree that we're just now starting to reach critical mass. You know, we start to have presence at every NBAA event from the regional forums, schedulers, dispatchers, maintenance, and obviously base, the annual. We're really coming together now and having a strong presence at these events and making it known that we're here. This is what collectively we're doing and we're starting to get recognized by the industry as a whole. Jessica, tell me a little bit about the value of networking when it comes to Yopro. Sure. I mean, overall, just being able to network or, you know, by the term it's meant to be is communicating within a specific group or um, within, uh, you know, people of your same interest or um, same pathways or same goals and really creating a relationship with um, individuals that may not have had that same pathway shown to them or may not have been able to get to the next level without that um, interaction between those individuals. So networking for the Yopro Council and for the Yopros in general throughout the, the business aviation community is really meant to bridge those gaps between um, the older professionals and the younger ones, creating some sort of partnership that's beneficial to both ends and um, connecting them in all different capacities, whether it's work-related, career-related, as well as just partnering together and creating friendships and building a last uh, a lasting kind of relationship with each other for future endeavors as well. So it definitely has evolved from just a simple networking opportunity to really creating kind of an environment and a combination of relationships throughout the industry. Sierra, there is an element of mentoring in this networking scheme at YoPro, yes? Yes. From the action of the networking event and seeing the engagement of both the industry professionals and the young professionals, we were able to branch out into the mentoring networking. And so, as Jessica said, the whole nature of the mentorship within those networking events was a natural, organic thing that grew because as the young people started to come out and they were meeting one another, we had the board and other leaders within various member companies there to support. And so we were able to grow an actual program within there. And I think even when it comes to networking in general, as the generations start to come in, even beyond the current generation that we are of the millennials, when you have things like social media and everything, it's kind of innate and it's in a part of their everyday life. So 
that buzzword of networking is kind of engraved in who they are. It's a natural thing. So now it's just about, as opposed to having to push people out of their shell and really introduce people to the value and the importance of networking, now it's more so teaching them and mentoring them on how to do it on a professional level from what they're used to doing on the norm. Chris, when we talk about how to network, I wonder if there are some people who really need to understand that and what you tell them when they ask, or even if they don't ask, uh, because they might be a, a little more inward focused, a little more introverted. How do you tell somebody, here's how you do this, steps one, two, and three? Yeah, that's a great question, Pete, about networking. And and I look at it from both sides of the coin. I mean, net- networking is twofold, not only the, the young professionals, but also the established leaders of our industry or the the people that have been around in a sense, you know, they've got to be willing and open too, because sometimes they don't quite know how to interact with the younger generation. Hence why we have seminars and talks about how to, to manage the millennial generation and, and younger, but I'll focus on the, the younger side, you know, especially if you're just out of school or finishing up school, you have to understand that one, this is very much a, a very tight knit community and everybody in aviation and business aviation there's such a passion for for what we do. It's it's almost palpable. You you hear it in every single story um, that you hear from people in the industry. So people are absolutely willing to help you, especially if you're just out of school, because again, they realize now how much of a need it is to bring in and foster and develop that younger generation. So the opportunity is ripe. There's probably no better time to try and get plugged into this industry than right now. Second, I would say is be very intentional with your networking, don't just show up to show up, have, have goals in mind, like with everything you do, you know, if it's to talk to 15 people, 10 people, five people, even one person, if you're an introvert, you know, just make it that goal to connect with one or two people. And then I think third would most importantly be the follow-up. When you meet somebody, when you get your business card, when you've had a conversation, whatever it is, make sure you follow up because that's really where you're going to start to cement and build upon those relationships and don't really come with an ask right away just speak to understand first and try to build that that human connection and that human relationship um and naturally and organically that ask where you start asking for help will probably facilitate itself uh pretty easily jessica is there a moment of awkwardness there when you're sort of well hi my name is pete and you shake hands and everybody smiles and then do we find ourselves looking at our shoes? I mean, how do you get past that initial moment when you're trying to network in a way uh, that you're, you're reaping benefits, both you and the person with whom you're speaking? Good question. It's one of those things where I intentionally put myself in uncomfortable positions. And I think if you do that more often and as much as you can in any industry that you're in, but especially in a networking uh, position where um, you want to gather knowledge or you want to build upon something that you um, have a desire to become better at, you have to put yourself in that uncomfortable position for a moment. And you have to, um, like what, what Chris was mentioning, become intentional about why you're there. You have a goal, you have to put that in place. So you want to make sure that everybody that you're in front of and that you discuss it with is there to listen, is there to talk to you, and you're able to get over those hurdles of feeling a little bit uncomfortable or, or you know, feeling like, is this person really caring about what I'm saying? Instead, you kind of just have to push that out of your head and move forward. Um, And a lot of people struggle with that if they're not used to that. So a good thing to just kind of partner with that is asking somebody that is comfortable with networking and partner with those people and use that mentoring side of things. Like if I wasn't comfortable approaching people, but I was told networking is great, this is what I need to do. 
well, why not partner with somebody that's stronger at it than you are? So in that case, maybe I'd ask Chris or I'd ask Sierra, hey, um, would you feel comfortable inviting me over or, you know, introducing me to somebody? Um, I'd really like to get involved with this kind of side of things or having that person actually flip it around and from the counsel side and from the mentorship side, us identifying that that person may need help with that and offering you know, hey, I'd love to introduce you to somebody, come over here. And you kind of start getting their big tip, uh, I'm sorry, their big toe dipped in the, the pool first. And then once they start getting comfortable and they understand the willingness of all these individuals to participate in their conversations, that's where really they start getting getting that confidence and being able to go full force with it moving forward from there. That's a great idea. I mean, when you first started talking about that topic, I thought, wow, Jessica works without a net. And then you just talked about the net that you might be able to develop. And Sierra, when Jessica's talking about trying to find maybe a a wingman, somebody to sort of help you uh, ease into the social situation where you begin networking, when you go into that relationship, whether it's with the wingman or with the person you'd like to to, uh, become associated, do you want to talk a little bit about the type of person you want to seek out when you're networking. It's not just winging cards at a party, right? Exactly. And as Jessica was talking, I was going to say the same thing. She brought up a fantastic point. And that's why the Europro Council has been so critical at these specific facilitated networking events that we do, because they're even in their own right, for those, we do have people that are introverts. And when we have these conversations internally, we always try to have something that can kind of cater the conversation or curate it for people, but they're all great at being those connectors. And I think that's what you have to look for. Like specifically with Jessica, if you see her in a networking atmosphere, you're going to automatically gravitate towards because she works the room. And it's looking at seeking out people that you can see working the room and someone who's always when they're engaging in a conversation with someone else, they remember someone else that they met on the other side of the room and they're willing to make those connections. And having that is a way to help those people who are introverts, who don't really know, seeking out people like the Your Pro Council who are easily identifiable um, at these events to help them in being open and honest. You kind of have to be vulnerable when it comes to things like that and be open. And you want to have your goal in mind, like Chris said, And because you want that end goal, you have to be able to make yourself uncomfortable to get that done. You know, Chris, I just wondered if there is a moment where you can say, here's what I can do to break the ice. And and I wonder if that's something that the wingman does, that the the young professional does, or is that something that you might expect of the person who's older and more experienced in the industry? You know, Pete, I think at the end of the day, you still have to rely on yourself to be able to stand out and be remembered. Yes, it's nice to have a, a wingman. Yes, it's nice to be extroverted. Um, but if you're, I mean, even if you're introverted, you got to figure out something that that stand that stands out and that's unique to you. So if you find that you're you're a bit introverted or shy, play on that a little. Maybe come up to somebody and say, "Hey, I'm new here. I'm not really quite sure who to speak with or what to ask." As Sierra mentioned and Jess kind of alluded to, being vulnerable and and being open to I don't want to say critique, but being open to suggestions uh, is a great way to open up the conversation because, again, this industry is so helpful and so communal that if you come up and you you open up with that, that's a very, very easy way for somebody to kind of take you under their wing or guide you or usher you around the event or even future events down the road. So I would recommend that uh, regardless if you're introverted or extroverted or whatever, that's just a great way to to open up any type of, any type of conversation. Sierra, 
Are there particular events that are better for people who are just getting started with networking? And if so, how would you find them? Yes. So a prime example is our Yopro networking receptions. Um, luckily, we've gotten to the point where, like Chris said earlier, we've grown them and we don't just have them stuck at just MBA base. We have them at various conferences at the regional forums. And so those would be the ones that I would recommend for anyone who's new to the industry or a young person that's trying to make their way, will find their way within, within the industry. Those are the events that you want to seek out because not only will you be able to find your peers, but you'll also find those industry experts. And it's a, it's a more relaxed atmosphere so that you can go and kind of feel like you can be authentic in that scene and it'll open you up a lot more. And that's always easily tracked on um, signing up to be a part of the Europro network and then checking all of our events on our web pages. Jessica, you talked about um, the, the people that you meet. You, you really force yourself to come uh, go uh, to overcome your, your sort of social inertia. Um, but there's the follow-up and everybody's talked a little bit about that. Who, with whom do you follow up and how do you decide that? And then how do you do it? Okay. Yeah, sure. So um, when you connect with somebody, obviously you want to make it a genuine connection. You're not just connecting just to get as many names as possible. You have a goal in all of this and that's either to gain more knowledge on something, to be more involved in something, um, or just to really, um, maybe because the person inspires you to a certain extent. Um, and maybe it's a combination of all of them. You never know, right? So um, when that happens, I think the best measure, or at least from my best practices, is I always try to keep business cards on me. Even if you don't own a business card, it takes, you know, all of five to $10 to get something with your name and your address. If you don't have something like that, Connect by using phone numbers or LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great networking opportunity and tool um, to use. So as soon as you get that contact's name, um, go back home. Maybe the next day, make a list for yourself to follow up so you don't forget. And then find them on LinkedIn. Shoot them a quick message. Whoever you contacted at that event and you met with, maybe you spoke a few words to, and you understood this person has a great ability to connect with other people and you want to get that energy from them or you find there's some sort of value in what they're offering. Um, that's great. That's where you'd connect with them on something similar to like a LinkedIn or something like that. And then as soon as you do that, you open up that conversation even more and you're able to either message or connect on a different level, maybe meet for coffee or, um, you know, meet up at the next networking event and kind of share your stories and, and, and partner together that way. I think the person that you would connect with is, is the person that you're standing right in front of. And maybe if you're in that, um, that vibe at the moment and you asked a few more questions or you, were, um, you, you had enough you know, courage at that very moment to ask, hey, are you here with anybody else? I'd love to meet your team. If that's something that's on your agenda, then you know, find a few more people of that same crew and, and try to invite them out to one of the events that we have um, or something that you guys can go together to. I think there's a lot of different ways to really follow up. But I think the first step is just connecting with contact details, being prepared at any of these networking events, and then really going back and following up with something as simple as a free service like a LinkedIn. Um, and then from there, it really opens up uh, the windows um, and the doors of, of communication as long as you maintain it. 
Chris, a lot of this is the art of the follow-up, and I think a lot of people will fall down in the process of networking by simply going, very nice to meet you, maybe having that initial exchange or two that Jessica's talking about, but not taking it beyond that contact on LinkedIn or that follow-up email saying how wonderful it was to get together. What is the importance and how do you do it when it comes to maintaining that networking contact? Yeah, I'll try and put it in in layman's terms because, you know, networking, marketing, sales, PR, whatever, I think it's all ambiguous now in today's digital world because everything is is so social and this younger generation is so social. So look at it at like a relationship. If you were to go to a bar, let's say, and and meet uh, a lady or a guy that you were interested in and maybe you guys got to the point where you exchanged pleasantries and, and you got their number to go home with. You know, if you really wanted to see them again, you know, you would make that effort to email or text or call. And usually it takes more than one outreach to try and solidify the next meeting because you're still in the beginning stages of getting to know each other. And so I think to your uh, question, Pete, when you asked about how do you, you not let that fall off again, goes back to being intentional about if are you just there just to to meet people or are you just there for the reception or the party, if that's the case, naturally that's going to fall by the wayside. But if you're actually there again with a goal in mind to meet a handful of people, or if you've done your research of people you want to meet, in particular, it's really easy with people on the YoPro Council to be able to reach out to those people and network with them and allow that to grow into meeting and getting introduced to probably more of the, the industry leaders that uh, I, I think everybody wants to ultimately meet. Just continue to build and foster that relationship and Find out when they're at the next event or if you're going to be in the same area, just being in really, really intentional with what you want out of that relationship instead of just another business card or somebody else in your contact list. I'd like to wrap this up by asking about best practices. And I want to start with Sierra. If we could talk about one good tip, your best practice, Sierra, what would that be for you? Um, So speaking as an extrovert, I think my best networking tip would be to be prepared. Come to the event prepared, um, like many people have alluded to in a conversation today. And once you come prepared and you know who you're seeking after, don't hesitate. Come in with a goal and have a plan and have an actionable item that you can take away from that conversation, whether you're looking to meet a mentor, whether you're looking to close or um, look for potential business, whatever it is, come in with that in mind and use that as a means to fuel your conversation. Jessica, do you have a best practice, your your number one tip for YoPro networking? Sure. Yeah. So I would probably say as well as an extrovert, um, I would say keep it positive and keep it keep it professional, right? So keep it positive and keep it professional and you really can't go wrong because people won't talk to you if you're negative um, and they, well, they might, and then they'll talk uh, that they don't want to talk to you later. (laughs) So you definitely want to keep it positive. And then as far as professional goes, remember where you're at, remember what your intentions and what your goals are um, because you, you look as intelligent as, um, as your positivity and your professionalism shows, right? So I think those two uh, partnered with what Sierra said would really um, be part of my list. Chris, your best practice when it comes to, to networking, your number one tip. I would probably say seek to bring value. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you want something out of it, but, you know, you never know there might be something that you can offer up to that person and, be open about it. You know, maybe there's somebody that you can introduce them to. Because again, networking is a two-way street. It's not just an upwards or a downwards. 
Uh, so I'd, I'd recommend that, you know, go out and, and try and offer values in whatever way, shape or form that is. I'm going to steal yours, Chris. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jessica McClintock, vice chair of the YoPro Council, along with chairman Chris Kiocho and NBAA Sierra Grimes. You know, one thing you'll find at NBAA is a tremendous willingness on the part of members to help you out. They'll answer questions, they'll help you find answers, they'll point you in the right direction, and you'll find they're anxious to pass on their vast storehouse of knowledge to the next generation, all in the name of making business aviation better and safer. For more information, you can check out the NBAA Young Professionals page on Facebook or go to nbaa.org slash yopro. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, at your favorite podcast website, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan. Flight Plan.